the first question where do i find my guiding light let us first understand what is this light you're talking about your light is nothing but what makes you alive what makes you happy what brings out the best in you do not confuse this with anything spiritual the concept of a guiding light has been abused by various interpretations over ages don't fall into that trap your light simply means finding your inner peace and bliss anything that makes you happy anything that is not based on the approval of the other anything that brings you immense joy without causing sorrow to anyone else one way to experience this is to think back on what used to make you explode with energy and happiness when you were young or a child a bit of regression to your past is needed to feel this you will be surprised that even the very thought of this fills you with a new energy people often tell me maitreya yes we used to enjoy such and such activity in the childhood but now it's quite embarrassing to even think of it <clears throat> my question back to them is it's the same you it's the same activity what has changed why is it embarrassing now it's embarrassing because you now seek approval from the world you are afraid of the watchful eyes you need to maintain a certain facade else your image will crumble you surrender your joy your peace your bliss to others and then think why am i not happy <clears throat> why am i not peaceful you expect people to treasure your peace bliss and happiness while knowing very well that no one in this world can be more invested in your happiness and peace but yourself not even your parents neither your spouse or your children you keep repeating this and then wonder why the world isn't a good place as you want it to be you keep talking about being betrayed being stabbed and being duped you want to look normal you want to look the same to everyone and yet you want to be different you don't want to look different to anyone because you have to blend in but at the same time you also want to be happy blissful and at peace you want to join the wolves in the wolves clothing but you want to be a sheep inside and you live every moment fearing when the clothes will come off <clears throat> when this is the case even if you find the light there is no use because you're blind your light is there but you've closed your eye you refuse to see it but then there are times when you want to make an effort so you start searching but you always are looking for it in the wrong place a young monk was walking on a street when he found an old man frantically searching for something under the street light did he lose something sir he asked yes i am a tailor and i lost my needle <clears throat> the monk joined the search and after searching for hours they couldn't locate the needle sad that he wasn't able to help the old man the monk inquired sir are you sure you lost the needle here under the street lamp no said the old man i lost it inside the house the monk was infuriated and said why then are you searching for it here you old fool because this is the only place that's lit it's quite dark inside my house said the old man we are all like the old man we never find light because we are searching for it everywhere else except the place we lost it in we come into this world with our light but somewhere along the way the light is put off it's more appropriate to say that we blow the light off ourselves 
<clears throat> we come into this world perfectly capable of seeing and perceiving, but we close our eyes. We want it to be dark so that we don't see anything and more importantly, no one sees us. We have become so blind that we cannot stand our own reflection. And this is why being meditative looks like an insurmountable task to most of us. We cannot stand being with ourselves. Even the spending more than just five minutes alone makes us uncomfortable beyond words. Even if all the external stimuli is removed, our mind starts creating impressions. We are afraid where we might get a glimpse of ourselves in this few minutes and we are sure that we are not going to like what we see. <clears throat> so your mind goes on creating impressions and gets into a safety mode. These five minutes become the best time for you to think of all the unfinished tasks. You even start thinking of totally unconnected and irrelevant things. You laugh at these later but during these five minutes they seem the most important things in your life. Our brains have been tuned to trigger these thoughts just in case we lose touch with reality. While this is just one mechanism, another one is a search for the other. <clears throat> we seek the other because there is someone to blame for our blindness. We take consolation in the fact that we are blind, so the light is of no use to us. The few who are not comfortable with being blind seek light, but even they seek light from everyone else, but seldom want to light their own inner flame. They ask the same question, <clears throat> where do I find my guiding light and not how? The words change slightly, but the impact is huge. It happened once that a blind disciple used to visit his master every day atop a mountain since he had done this for years, he was very well versed with the route back home. One evening it was late and as he finished his classes, it was dark and he had to walk a little far to his house. Here, take this lantern with you, said the master. The disciple laughed. What use is the lantern to a blind man, he said. True, it might not be of use to you, but to the others who are walking the same path, they may know that you are coming towards them. So take it anyways. It seemed like a good thought and the disciple set out with the lantern. Just a few minutes had passed and a passerby collided with the disciple. Furious he asked, are you blind like me? Didn't you see the lantern? The passerby apologized and said, sir, I'm sorry, but the light in your lantern has been blown off. This is the same situation we are all in. We are all blind and yet we are reassured that we will be safe because we are carrying the lanterns of the past. The lanterns handed over to us by our ancestors and by our holy books, by the rituals, without realizing that the light in them have been blown off long ago. We are too focused on the lantern that we forget about the light. <clears throat> this is why we are so often furious when others collide with us, when the world collides with us. We think the other should always know how great I am, how pious I am to which caste or religion I belong to, how rich I am and how different I am, without knowing that the only thing worth realizing in us is the light which is no longer there. Without the light, everyone is equal, everyone is blind. And the beauty of the light is such that even before it helps someone else see us, it helps us see ourselves, it shows us the path. Most of us have put out the light ourselves. We keep putting it off even though the light resists. 
the entire energy of human race seems to be dedicated in trying to put the light off from each other's lives. We are happy to be in the dark. We are waiting for an opportunity to have someone collide with us. We don't want to accept that we are blind. We ask the same question that the disciple asked. What use is the lantern to me when I am blind? Without realizing that we are blind by choice, our life's work is focused on being blind and even when we have been gifted with the beauty of the sight, we seldom make use of it. The answer is simple. If you have the light, you are no longer blind and even if you fail to see it, the others will. But if you feel that this is too altruistic, when you can't see, you don't want the others to see too. Even if it means that the other will be able to appreciate your beauty when the light is lit, you simply want the world to be blind. Gautama the Buddha's parting message to the world in a way can be translated as Be the light on to yourself. This is of great significance. Even the literal meaning is of great importance if you don't get the deeper meaning. Light up the inner flame for yourself. It's okay for you to be selfish. You don't have to think of the greater good. Just let your flame be alive. If every lantern is lit, there won't be any darkness. The fire to light this flame cannot be borrowed from anyone else. All the other lanterns have long gone off. You have to light this up yourself. The only thing that can happen is someone can get inspired to light their lantern by seeing the lit one in your hand. Even they cannot borrow the light from you. If they borrow it, then they will have to come in search of you when the lights go off. We have been doing this far too long. We borrow the light from our scriptures, from Jesus, from Krishna, from Muhammad, and we keep turning back to them whenever the lights go off. And when this happens too frequently, we lose hope. And then we turn to a different source of light only to face the same outcome or we decide to stay in darkness for the rest of our lives. Each one has to find a way to light his own lantern. It is okay if the light is blown off ever too often, but as long as you have a way to relight it and you don't have to depend on anyone else to do it, there will always be light. How do you find the light? <clears throat> you stop looking for it outside. You have to search for it in the same place you lost it. You were born with the light and somewhere along the way you blew it off and now you're looking outward for it. Look inside. When it's all dark outside, then you will be able to see the light inside. When you're too busy enjoying the light outside, the darkness sets in. The only way to find the light inside is to make it dark outside. When you start looking inside you, you will find that you never lost the light, just that it's no longer visible because the shades around it have all become smoky. It's still there. The beauty of finding the light inside is that once you find it, it shines both the inside and the outside. You don't require any mantra or spiritual or religious practice to find the light, not even a hymn or a rosary. The first thing required is the realization that you're going to look inside for the light. Now don't start imagining a physical space inside your body where you will find it. 
most of us are trained and tuned to visualize everything in physical dimensions so some of them imagine looking inside the cavity of the chest or the pit of the stomach for a physical flame that's not what i mean it will come to you i'm talking about the experience of clarity the experience of bliss the feeling of your cells exploding with light each cell of your body being lit up all you need to do is meditate upon this thought just let your body find the light don't stress on the thought too much imagine if you were the last person living on the planet whom would you turn to for help whom would you talk to yourself right the same way talk to yourself let help come from within you don't need a specific time or a place to meditate upon this thought any time or any place is a good one your sole purpose is to help find the light inside there will be distractions and there should be it means you're making progress imagine you're going on a trip from chennai to chandigarh you're driving down now you're clear of the destination you may take different roads decide to stop over at many interesting spots and even momentarily forget about your destination but soon you remind yourself about it and get back on the road sometimes you may have a flat tire or run out of fuel but this doesn't mean you will return you will still find a way to resolve the problem and continue on the journey it's the same way don't bother about distractions or obstacles you will always find a way to bring your mind back to the primary purpose of finding the light and once you do don't forget to keep it lit for others to find their path to